Welcome to Abiding in Christ. Acts 17.28 says, In Christ we live and move and have our being. This program is designed to instill in you that all your needs are met when you put Jesus Christ first in your life. Listen now to the Holy Spirit as a Bible teacher and host, Leisha Cantrell, reveals the Word of God. The Bible says, fret not. That is an assertion of the correlative that God can be trusted. The one that tells us not to fret, the one that tells us not to worry, is the one who loves us and is all-knowing and all-powerful. Psalm 37:33 hints that God's promise of deliverance from the wicked may be delayed mean that the righteous will need patience in various circumstances, not all of which may be deliverance from people hindering us, but also of circumstances that we face. But remember that the one for whom you are waiting is the Lord, the all-powerful one, who is faithful to his promise, but is not subject to time and is in no hurry. But he knows the right time to act and will do so. Then you will see it. James 4, 2, you have not because you ask not. So the scriptures encourage us to stay in prayer, persevere, and to ask because things don't just happen on their own. It is a covenant relationship. Job 23, Job replied, Every, Even today my complaint is rebellion. His hand is heavy despite my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come to his seat. I would present my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would learn the words which he would answer and perceive what he would say to me. Would he contend with me by the greatness of his power? No, surely he would pay attention to me. There the upright would reason with him, and I would be delivered forever from my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there, and backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he acts on the left, I cannot behold him. He turns on the right, I cannot see him, but he knows the way I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot has held fast to his path. I have kept his way and not turned aside. I have not departed from the command of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. But he is unique, and who can turn him? And what his soul desires that he does. For he performs what is appointed for me, and many such decrees are with him. Therefore I would be dismayed at his presence. When I considered I am terrified of him, it is God who has made my heart faint, and the Almighty who has dismayed me. But I am not silenced by the darkness, nor deep gloom which covers me. The Bible says, fret not. That is an assertion of the correlative that God can be trusted. The one that tells us not to fret the one that tells us not to worry is the one who loves us and is all-knowing and all-powerful. We wake up in the morning under the canopy of our great high priest. So direct your thoughts and your heart to him. 
to navigate you through your day, to intervene in case of harm, and to direct your steps. He has voluntarily atoned for sin and restored us to the Father through the mercy seat so that we might come out from under the curse. We have a great high priest who is our good shepherd. He is the author and the finisher of our faith, which is necessary to please God. Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that would come to him must know that he exists and that he is a faithful answerer of prayer. So it is necessary to please God and whereby we become partakers of the promises and grow up into Christ-likeness depends on faith and faith coupled with patience. Second Peter 1, 3 through 4 says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. The first plainly says that believers are made partakers of the divine nature through God's promises, but what does that mean exactly? To what extent can we partake of God's nature? There are several noticeable points in 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4. First, God's power has granted us the very great promises concerning our salvation. Second, it is through those promises that we are made partakers of the divine nature. Third, there are partakers of the divine nature involves escaping the world's decay and corruption and rising above sinful desires. Simply put, when we are saved, we receive a new nature by which we do not perish with the world. Hebrews 4, 14 and 5 through 5, 10. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Every high priest of the Levitical priesthood of the Old Testament was chosen from among men and appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins, he can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. However, Jesus Christ, our high priest, was and is not weak. While the Levitical priests, because of their weakness and vulnerability to sin, were obligated to offer sacrifice for their own sins, just as they did for those of the people, Jesus Christ is sinless and is perfect in his infant empathy. Prayer is one of the most important activities in our lives because we are actually talking to the sovereign God and he is empathetic with our needs, with our feelings, tells us to cast all of our care on him because he cares for us. So this is the essence of what our relationship with God is, is that it is covenant and it is in relationship with Jesus Christ that we face everything in our lives. 
everything is not at our disposal according to our wishes. And we have a high priest who knows what is holiness and what is the ultimate desire for us is that we become like Christ. And so he knows how to work that in us. We live in a fallen world, and we have to persevere in prayer to triumph over the malaise that has come upon humanity. So this makes prayer one of the most important activities in our lives, because we actually are talking to the sovereign God of the universe, who has all power and knowledge, and we need that. He understands how we feel, knows what we think, and has the power to intervene in every area of life. God is sovereign and has a plan for our lives, which requires that we walk in step with him and that we pray. Psalm 37, 34, so don't be impatient for the Lord to act. Keep moving forward steadily in his ways and he will exalt you at the right time. He will come through at the right time, in other words. So we can't be impatient. And patience is a fruit of the Spirit, which means that we have to get out of the soulish realm the way that we might evaluate a situation on the terms of how we think and how we feel to be in step with God. And so that takes prayer to get into the spiritual realm and to seek His will and His strength to carry us through. And when he does, we possess every promise, including our full inheritance. So there is a way to live without the malaise, but it means being conscientious to be in step with God and to be leaning in spiritually rather than just accepting things as they come along. There are times when things are are very beautiful and wonderful and they and we um, just experience that. And there are other times where we have to act in prayer uh, because we don't have the full reward of redemption until we reach heaven's shores. And we also are being groomed spiritually to be Christ-like here. So we watch and pray so that we can enter into his rest, the rest of trusting in him and of faith. And faith rises and becomes strengthening as we are in prayer and we go over those things in our life that we are concerned with and also that God is concerned with. It's a dialogue. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who by the consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. So we never doubt God's mighty power to work in us and in our situation and accomplish his purpose in our life. He will achieve infinitely more than our greatest request, our most unbelievable dream, and exceed our wildest imagination. He will outdo everything in our circumstances that is working against us. For his miraculous power no foe can withstand. There are times in life when we can identify with Job's frustration or dismay at God's silence. When we long to hear from the Lord, but our petitions go unanswered. 
There's no manifestation in the natural realm that God has done anything. So then feeling unsure of what to do, we should, we think we should just turn to prayer uh, because we don't understand everything in the natural realm and our natural senses are not able to calculate and figure things out from the spiritual realm. So we're to assume that if the Lord doesn't come to our aid, that it isn't that we should take matters into our own hands, though we're tempted to do that. We're tempted to try to find a solution. And with a little rough ground there, um, and with a lot of prayer, we can get beyond that to where the grace of God is acting in our behalf. Because he sees the whole picture, and if the situation is worth trusting him for, then we know that he's going to work it for our good, or he's going to bring something else across our path. So we assume that God is coming to our aid, even if it doesn't look like it, but we have to persevere in prayer to get through the change. I should not take matters into my own hands. God being a covenant, God works within us as well as for us. Grace and peace to you. Many people like to get a fast response for prayer requests, so I'm giving you my post office box number so that you can send a letter and make a prayer request or send a donation that way. Write to Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, P.O. Box 460512, Denver, Colorado, 80246. You may also listen to the programs again and download them, as well as find contact information on 670kltt.com on the weekday program guide. Click on Abiding in Christ Ministries, Leisha Cantrell, and you'll be right there at my website. Thank you for joining me weekly here at Abiding in Christ Ministries for Kingdom, Covenant, and Mediator.